It is time to hunt again. And he was going to spring downhill when a little shadow with a bushy tail crossed the threshold and whined, Good luck go with you, O chief of the wolves, and good luck and strong white teeth go with the noble children, that they may never forget the hungry in this world. It was the jackal, Tabakwi the dishlicker, and the wolves of India despise Tabakwi because he runs about making mischief and telling tales and eating rags and pieces of leather from the village rubbish heaps. But they are afraid of him, too, because Tabakwi, more than anyone else in the jungle, is apt to go mad, and then he forgets that he was ever afraid of anyone and runs through the forest biting everything in his way. Even the tiger runs and hides when little Tabakwi goes mad, for madness is the most disgraceful thing that can overtake a wild creature. We call it hydrophobia, and they call it Dewani, the madness, and run. Enter, then, and look, said Father Wolf stiffly, but there is no food here. For a wolf, no, said Tabakwi, but for so mean a person as myself, a dry bone is a good feast. Who are we, the Gidderlog, the jackal people, to pick and choose? He scuttled to the back of the cave, where he found the bone of a buck with some meat on it, and sat cracking the end merrily. All thanks for this good meal, he said, licking his lips. How beautiful are the noble children! How large are their eyes, and so young, too! Indeed, indeed, I might have remembered that the children of kings are men from the beginning. Now Tabakwi knew as well as anyone else that there is nothing so unlucky as to compliment children to their faces, and it pleased him to see Mother and Father Wolf look uncomfortable. Tabakwi sat still, rejoicing in the mischief that he had made, and then he said spitefully, Shere Khan, the big one, has shifted his hunting grounds. He will hunt among these hills for the next moon, so he has told me. Shere Khan was the tiger who lived near the Wainganga River, twenty miles away. He has no right, Father Wolf began angrily. By the law of the jungle, he has no right to change his quarters without due warning. He will frighten every head of game within ten miles, and I, I have to kill for two these days. His mother did not call him Langri, the lame one, for nothing, said Mother Wolf quietly. He has been lame in one foot from his birth. That is why he has only killed cattle. Now the villagers of the Wainganga are angry with him, and he has come here to make our villagers angry. They will scour the jungle for him when he is far away, and we and our children must run when the grass is set alight. Indeed, we are very grateful to Shere Khan. "'Shall I tell him of your gratitude?' said Tabakwi. "'Out!' snapped Father Wolf. "'Out and hunt with thy master. "'Thou hast done harm enough for one night.' "'I go,' said Tabakwi quietly. "'Ye can hear Shere Khan below in the thickets. "'I might have saved myself the message.' Father Wolf listened, and below in the valley that ran down to a little river he heard the dry, angry, snarly, sing-song whine of a tiger who has caught nothing and does not care if all the jungle knows it. The fool, said Father Wolf, to begin a night's work with that noise. Does he think that our buck are like his fat Wayne Ganga bullocks? Hush! 
It is neither bullock nor buck he hunts tonight, said Mother Wolf. It is man. The whine had changed to a sort of humming purr that seemed to come from every quarter of the compass. It was the noise that bewilders woodcutters and gypsies sleeping in the open and makes them run sometimes into the very mouth of the tiger. Man, said Father Wolf, showing all his white teeth. Faw! There are not enough beetles and frogs in the tanks that he must eat man, and on our ground too. The law of the jungle, which never orders anything without a reason, forbids every beast to eat man except when he is killing to show his children how to kill, and then he must hunt outside the hunting grounds of his pack or tribe. The real reason for this is that man-killing means sooner or later the arrival of white men on elephants with guns and hundreds of brown men with gongs and rockets and torches. Then everybody in the jungle suffers. The reason the beasts give among themselves...